Hello, my friend, and welcome to podcast episode number 100. I think this is a 100th episode. Wow. I'm so proud of myself. I made it to a number 100. 100 times I came here to show up for you guys. Isn't that fascinating? Like, I didn't have to do that, but I did that because it's just so much fun. All right. Uh, today, we are going to talk about breathing exercises to process PCOS moods and um we're going to just like cover like what are like why we do breathing exercises, why we recommend breathing exercises and how to do them and what are the benefits of them uh, doing them in PCOS. All right. Now, to, before we start that, I just want to give you uh, an update on where I am in my life. Um, and what's happening is uh, I have started noticing that the reason why I struggle to consistently eat healthy uh, is because um, there are so many <laughs> reasons my brain will use to eat unhealthy foods like celebratory foods like I just had my mom dad visiting and for two weeks so two weeks in the beginning I was like pretty much on plan but later on I succumbed and then I gave up and now they have gone yesterday morning and I still had cake yesterday <laughs> And I had a lot of urges to like keep having sugar and tea and this and that. So there's a lot of emotional eating which happened uh, when my mom and dad were here. And there is like still a residual effect of that even now because my husband has also gone back home and then I'm missing him. So there's a lot of emotions which are running around and I want to eat to feel better so that I don't have to process those emotions or even recognize that they're there. Um, and I was just like thinking that, oh my God. So now it's October, 2023 and soon it's going to be Diwali. So I'm going to like get lots of flour and sugar-based foods because it's Diwali, I have to. And then <laughs> the next will be Christmas and New Year's and there's my daughter's birthday. And then there is my husband's birthday and then there's like so many events are lined up and I'm like oh my god and then there's weekends and there's like so many opportunities where I would have to really manage my mind so that I keep eating healthy and that's my work right like when you reach into your maintenance where you have actually lost the weight and you're like trying to maintain and you know you're not supposed to eat this unhealthy foods because it's addictive. You just keep having more of it and again, gain the weight and again, lose the weight and again, gain the weight and again, lose the weight. So the work that I am doing is like, okay, can we manage our mind so that we never have this kind of food? And I'm not there yet. And so many clients would ask me, right? Like, can I have a cheat meal? Can I have a cheat meal? I'm like, we will cheat anyway. <laughs> we regularly cheat so you don't have to like plan for it I mean if you want if that works for you go ahead plan for a cheat meal but ensure that rest of the times you're eating healthy all right so let's come back to the breathing exercises to process PCOS moves and this is this is beautiful this is like I read a lot about breathing as in I read more about it in yoga. There was a book called Yoga Sutra, which I read. And in that it talks about the value of breathing. And then with life coaching, I understood like, oh my God, it's such a beautiful tool we have 
all the time with us, right? So <clears throat> I used to like, as a doctor, I used to wonder what is this nonsense breathing exercise like five, six years back. I should never consider it as like even a thing. Even now I, I, I come across people who are promoting better oxygenation they will give oxygen therapy to people and they're like using that as a way of treating people right but i used to wonder what is this nonsense breathing exercise it doesn't make any sense because we are breathing all the time right like why is it why why what is this exercise what is the exercise in it right what's the big deal i used to think until the pandemic happened where i saw so many patients struggling to breathe and they were coughing, 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 and they were breathing fast. And we were monitoring only their breathing sometimes. We were not bothered about their heart rate, their temperature, and this and that. It was like, okay, can we bring this breathing down, right? And even as an OBGYN, not the pandemic, breathing is an important monitor. It's an important parameter, something which we measure for every pregnant woman who's admitted. We call it the MIOS score. As fast breathing can mean something is really serious. And that's because breathing is life. Breathing is health. Breathing is vitality. And the rate and the rhythm with which we are breathing determines where we are in our body. But I still thought if we are not seriously sick like COVID, pneumonia, we would still get enough oxygen in, right? Like someone who's just obese maybe enough oxygen like we're breathing right we're maintaining we didn't die we're not like really sick admitted in the hospital and we are maintaining our lives with whatever breathing we're doing and again i saw that we were recommending breathing exercises for all covid patients or post-operative patients because they were having collapsed lungs and it was hard for them to breathe so breathing exercises helped them open their lungs now, I also have allergies and a severely deviated nasal septum. Like this part of my nose has no passage because the septum is like crooked. So anytime I have some flour and sugar-based foods, I get this severe allergy and my nose swells up. So this is blocked. This is blocked. The whole passages are blocked. And it's impossible for me to breathe through my nose, especially at night when I'm so sleepy. Mm. And this this happened to me throughout pregnancy. My passages were gone. And that was because of the pregnancy hormone itself and also because of insulin resistance and the sugar that I was consuming. I did not know the sugar, the food which I thought was healthy was actually high in sugar. I was consuming bread regularly. I was, it was a mess. So I, rest, I started valuing healthy, normal breathing every time I could after I finished my pregnancy. I said, at least we can breathe. At least I can breathe. Because the moment she came out, my nose was okay. So there was so much appreciation for my body that I had, which was functioning properly when I could breathe, right? That was like an evidence for me that, okay, if I'm breathing, okay, that means something I'm doing right. And everything. And now I notice that every time I, ha like I had cake, it was my birthday and my husband got this big cake and since I'm having that cake my nose is gone there's no other flour and sugar that is the only one item me and my daughter both 
have blocked noses and i feel so bad for her but then i also feel like it's such a blessing in disguise for her like i know she knows and we know that this is causing us and slowly we are managing minds our minds to that we don't have it again or at least if you're having it again we know why it's happening so the problem pcs women have is that they don't have allergies not all of them or they don't have a deviated septum or they don't have covid pneumonia but pcs women have their udis um, most of them and they have this big tummy on their tum tum <laughs> which is sort of preventing the breathing capacity right like because we okay how do i explain let me open the chart of our diaphragm there's something called as our diaphragm which okay that's gone <laughs> so we have this huge muscle between our chest between our chest if you can see like this is where the chest ends and this is the tummy starts so just where the ribs are ending there is a huge muscle like a dome it's called the diaphragm right so when we have a lot of when we have a big tummy when we have like a paunch and when we sit that huge tummy comes and presses on this diaphragm so it's not able to like the lungs are nothing in comparison to the weight on that tummy so the lungs are not able to expand because when the lungs expand when we do a deep breathing the diaphragm falls down but when the tummy is pushing it up so much the diaphragm is not able to fall down and we are not able to breathe properly so that's what is happening for pcs women because they have this tummy they have reduced lung capacity to breathe to expand many morbidly obese women also suffer with sleep apnea morbidly obese means if you calculate your bmi your bmi will be about 40 now if you look at me right now my height is around 155 and my weight is around um 53 54 in that range so my bmi is like 22 i think which is like normal but before when i was overweight my bmi in before pregnancy also was like 27 so my husband he is in the range of so you will calculate the bmi depending on your height so what is the normal body mass that you're supposed to have your bmi should be between 20 to 24.9 right so that is the normal body mass that you are having but most obese most pcs women will be obese their bmi if there if it is between 25 to 30 it's they are overweight 30 to 35 they are mildly obese 35 to 40 they are moderately obese and 40 to 45 and above morbidly obese so my mom if you have seen her in the pictures she is morbidly obese and my husband he is mildly obese so anyone who is obese they also have sleep apnea because of again this and they have like a structural problem here where there there is some passageway which is like blocking the breathing capacity right that happens it just stop breathing in the middle of the night and there is no oxygen for a while and until they start breathing again so they have this oxygenation problem at night most pcs women would have that right so that's why we recommend weight loss because otherwise sleep apnea will keep on causing damage in the organs so this big tummy and sleep apnea regularly keeps 
obese people's oxygen level, morbidly obese people's oxygenation level between 90 and 95. That's sort of acceptable for them. Unlike normal people who don't have obesity, they will maintain oxygen between 95 and 100%. Like if I check right now, for me, oxygen will be like 99, 100%, 98, 99. But for obese people, it will always be, because their lungs are not expanding, it will always be 94, 95, 92, like that, right? So also PCOS women, they have mood disorders where their actions their actions are all coming from their negative thinking and negative feeling. They don't realize that because they feel bad and then they go and eat. They feel bad and then they go and eat. Eat, 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 not move, watch TV, watch this, um, sleep late, social media. This is what is happening to PCS women. And they have a lot of these this unconscious thinking, unconscious feeling and can reflect as mood disorders. But there is like a background anxiety of thoughts like I'm doing it wrong or something is wrong with me or I can never get or they feel sad because they'll never find a partner or they, they feel hopeless that they might never lose this body weight or they might never ever get the body that they want. So there is a lot of this sort of background buzz that they're experiencing, which is causing them mood disorders, right? And the reason why I'm talking about PCOS women and mood disorders is because the solution for this mood disorders is to slow your thinking, right? So now we can counteract our thinking and feeling with breathing exercises, because that's where we regulate our nervous system. Because if you think about a thought like something is wrong with me and then you're feeling anxious and you're eating. So we need to process that anxiety with some sort of breathing exercise because that's coming from our thinking. And it's not like something is actually wrong with you. You are a normal human being. If you're alive on planet Earth, that means you're fully capable. You're fully, there is nothing wrong with you. You're fully fine, right? You have a full oxygenation. You have a full brain capacity. Your organs are working. You are a thriving human being. But that's not what our mind thinks. Our mind thinks something is wrong with us. I can never have this. And that's like a thought error. Our brain does that because of the conditioning or the past experiences we have had. And we keep on doing this thing where we keep practicing something is wrong with us but there's nothing really wrong with us, right? So we can do these regular exercises, which can not just help you open your lungs better, but can also help you appreciate your life better. And most importantly, will reduce the momentum of your negative thinking. It can help us oxygenate every cell in our body. It can help us flush out the toxic uh, radicals, which are released because of the wear and tear. More oxygen can improve your thinking function, your focus and clarity. Also, deep and controlled breathing can activate body's relaxation. And this reduces stress hormone, cortisol, which is known to worsen PCOS. It can also improve your physical. Breathing can improve physical relaxation of your muscles. 
And if you are someone who has some sort of chronic pain, your brain will forget about the pain when you're doing the breathing exercise for a few moments. And for someone who is in constant pain, that, those moments where you don't experience pain because you forgot, it's priceless. You might even fall asleep sooner at night if you do the breathing exercises. So the process of it is that I recommend you do these exercises as often as possible. I generally do them at least four or five times a day. And I, my goal is like every hour. <laughs> so I do it during my meditation, before I start coaching, before I start driving to go to work, before I return from home, after I finish coaching, before I go to bed. And there are three main uh, type of breathing exercises, but I'm going to tell you more about it, but I'm going to explain three that I would offer in this episode, but there are many more. So the first one is diaphragmatic deep breathing. Diaphragm is again, that big muscle between your uh, chest and your abdomen, right? Which is like sort of dividing the air <laughs> and the food <laughs> component. So this is the diaphragmatic breathing is where we are going to use our lower lungs uh, to breathe. Normally, we do shallow breathing uh, in our chest. So what we want to do is we want to sit or lie down comfortably and we want to keep our hand on chest and stomach. And then just take a deep breath. So right now I'm doing the chest breathing because my chest moves. But if I want to activate my stomach, what I will do is I will ensure that my chest is not moving, but my stomach is moving. And also we want to breathe in from the nose and breathe out from the mouth. So, so my chest is moving a little. So I need to be focused to do this properly, right? So sit down, lie comfortably, place one hand on your chest and one on your abdomen. Breathe in from your nose. Let your abdomen rise and chest should move very little. Breathe out through your mouth. Repeat this several times. Here we get to open your lower lungs because the diaphragm is falling down better. And it's almost fun to see, especially when you're sitting, <laughs> for the tummy to go up and down. So we engage that lower, the curious and the fun part of our brain. Um, also, it makes us regulate our nervous system better. It calms down the stress uh, circuitry that we are having. The stress hormones which are activated, they generally calm down in 90 seconds if we stop thinking about what is producing stress. So if you were anxious and worrying about something, this exercise will help you shift your focus from worrying thoughts to focusing on whether you're doing the exercise right, <laughs> whether the chest is expanding or the abdomen is. It will dissipate the electric charge in your nerves and repeat it for at least five breaths. The next exercise is four, seven, eight breathing. This is called a relaxing breathing. Here you breathe in for from your nose four counts then you hold your breath seven counts and then you breathe out from your mouth eight counts so just that counting exercise keeps your brain occupied and you get more oxygen and you stop your thinking which is producing the crazy hormones the crazy stress hormones so repeat this five times the next type of breathing is box breathing now that's like if you're watching the video and in case you're not watching the video, I have this podcast on YouTube as well. So you can look at, uh, I can show, you can come and visit the YouTube video to see the box breathing exercise. Like look at this as a box, right? So imagine a square and each side is a breath. 
So what we do is you breathe in via your nose for four counts. Imagine the vertical side going up. Then hold your breath for four counts. Then that is imagine the horizontal to the right and breathe out four counts, which is through your mouth. Imagine vertical side going down of the square and hold your breath for four counts. Imagine the horizontal side to the left. So do this count for five times like this. Breathe in, breathe out, breathe in, breathe out. Remember, breathe in through nose, breathe out too, through mouth. So here we have also added the visualization for our brain to keep our thinking engaged while the nervous circuitry is calming down. I use this for my daughter, especially when she has an allergic cough at night. Um, I use a book that she's reading and I run my fingers around and I she loves it because it's like a play thing happening. <laughs> and she forgets about the cough, the allergic cough stops. The next type of breathing is pursed uh, lip breathing, which is good for patients who have asthma or COPD like smoker's lung. Here you breathe in two counts and breathe out through pursed lips like four counts. Do this five times. Breathe in. Two counts and breathe out longer breaths. Then there is breath awareness meditation where you sit quietly and focus on your breathing without trying to change it. Like don't try to control it, but just focus on how you're breathing. I like to keep my hand on my chest, especially when I'm emotional. I let myself breathe the way I want and I start noticing my breathing is slowing down. And then I become aware of my heart beating. And it's fun and really calming. It's like you're connecting with yourself. The next one, the last one, which I want to recommend is alternate nose breathing. This is a yoga technique. It's too complicated for me. So I'm not even going to bother explaining it to you. So if you're a yogi who has tried yoga before, you can do this sort of breathing as well. The alternate nose breathing. Or you can use uh, visit a YouTube channel and you can do it. But the rest of the breathing exercises, you can do literally anywhere. You don't need, you can take bathroom breaks at work and go and do it in the bathroom as well. All right. So the result of doing these breathing exercises is that it will help your lungs expand and help you heal better. We all are programmed to heal. So trust the healing process that your body has. Maybe one day we can heal our insulin resistance too. If we keep like, you know, focusing on our body so much. Also, regular breathing exercises can help you calm your nerves, slow your thinking, and help you get a perspective on what really matters to you, which is basically your well-being, which is basically what that you want to feel good doing whatever you want to do. And you can finally stop doing things which give you momentary pleasures. So instead of focusing on um, just like that next dopamine hit, Focus on eating well, sleeping better, moving better. So use these breathing exercises when your cravings are super intense. When you want to say something mean to someone and you, you know nothing, will go, nothing good will come out of it, but you just want to attack someone, right? Or when you want to do that, fuck it eating, <laughs> where you're like, fuck it, I'll just eat whatever it is. I'll do it tomorrow. Maybe I'll do a podcast on fuck it eating next time. But Bucket eating is basically where you're like, you so badly want that unhealthy food, but you're not able to get that unhealthy food. And there's so much drama happening in your brain. It's like, you know, fuck it. I'm just going to eat whatever I want to eat. So we don't want to do that. I'm, I'm going to make a podcast on that. But you can use these breathing exercises for 
every time you feel hungry, every time you get urges to eat something or do something unplanned, or every time you know you are supposed to come to your journal and you don't want to come, do the breathing exercises to slow down your thinking and so that you can go do what you your higher brain wanted you to do. All right. Now, if you are someone who wants support, direct support with me, you have an ability to work with me one-on-one -on -one as your coach. I have a six-month PCOS reverse PCOS coaching package where I see you every week on a call and I stay connected with you the whole time. I help you make meal plans that, that you like and then we keep on assessing it every week depending on the amount of weight you have lost or the periods if they're regulating whatever health goals that you have. And I help you solving your emotional problems. I help you make decisions in life. I help you stay committed to your goals. So that is reverse PCOS. That's one-on-one -on -one coaching with me. But if you want to just like try it on, I, I encourage you to come join my PCOS mindset group where I teach about PCOS mindset, about how I assess my meals, how I manage my mind around the food that I eat. I encourage my clients, people who are in the group to do the same. Or follow me on Instagram where I keep on posting regular content or get, get on my email list as well. All right, that's it for today, my friends. Um, I hope to see you next week. Bye-bye.